Now, how has South Africa's reputation as a brand and investment destination been affected by the recent uh, unrest, looting and violence that has gripped parts of uh, KZN and Kauteng? Well, to discuss this further, we are joined on the line now by Tepo Matepo, uh, Managing Director of the advisory firm Reputation First. Good afternoon, Tepo. How are you doing this afternoon? Uh, good afternoon, Lloyd. Um, well, thank you and uh, thank you for the opportunity. I am good and I'm looking forward to vaccinating uh, at, on the 10th of, of August. Aha, uh-huh. that's how we do it. <laughs> now, firstly, Tepo, uh, would you say the, the unrest, uh, looting and violence was unprecedented in our democratic history? Absolutely. Um, and I'm more inclined to believe that the uh, unrest uh, was really a demonstration of uh, uh, not necessarily as a nation who we are and what we stand for in terms of our values and those values that are in our constitution. But it was also a demonstration of uh, the level of deep-rooted inequalities in our country and the level of poverty uh, 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 that we have uh, in the country, which uh, is sad uh, to see after so many years uh, in the new dispensation. It says to us that there is an opportunity to redesign the economy and make it more real, really inclusive. And social relief, uh, while it can go a long way to assist in the short term, but in the long run, um, the reality of it is that we are likely to face similar challenges unless we, we address issues of poverty, inequality and unemployment. Now, Tsepo, questions have been raised whether the government handled the volatile situation correctly in terms of police and army deployment. Now, this, of course, speaks to issues of governance and leadership. But what's your response to that? So, if you start with what happened in Uganda as a starting point, uh, the political protest, uh, it seemed like the police had a decent handle over it uh, in the sense that uh, they did not uh, engage in uh, excessive force and violence. Uh, They held the crowds with restraint at the time. Um, and that was a political battle. But when the social unrest, the hunger and the criminality uh, kicked in of looting shopping malls and causing significant damage to businesses and to property and, and, and really to people's lives and livelihoods, um, it seemed like there was a disconnect between the three spheres of the security cluster. Uh, if you listen to what the Minister of Safety uh, uh, of, of the Police was saying versus what the Minister of State Security was saying, uh, uh, both contradicting one another, and then the Minister of Defence saying something completely different uh, in Parliament, um, it seems contradicting what the President may have said. And then the Minister, a minister and the Presidency coming in to correct, says that we have a, a problem of politicizing the state. And the state is supposed to be independent of uh, politics, even though uh, the politicians in the state are are sent politically through political parties. But the governance on a day-to-day basis needs to be conducted um, outside of the political party. And and the factions, uh, the the, the reason why there have been so many uh, inconsistencies is because the sanctions of the ANC and the ruling party have become the factions of the country, and that's a problem. Now, Tepo, we know for many businesses, both big industries and small enterprises, this has been a major blow, considering that they are also reeling now from the economic effects of COVID-19 and subsequent lockdowns. Internationally, what concerns do you think the situation raises for prospective investors? 
So if you look at the investment community globally, um, sober and uh, committed investors, and what I would call serious investors, they are resilient. And so whenever there's a crisis or a challenge, they also look out for opportunities. So in the long run, this is unlikely to have us see investors um, investing from South Africa. Are there questions about the reputation of South Africa globally? And are there questions in investors' minds about the country's capability in protecting its citizens and its business? Uh, Most probably, yes. But uh, long-term investors uh, always see opportunities in the middle of a crisis. Now, if you look around the world, uh, today in Tunisia, there's a protest, a serious protest about um, a prime minister's removal. In France, there's a serious protest about uh, COVID-19 lockdowns. Um, so around the world, there's a citizen movement which is beginning to take charge and take responsibility for themselves whenever their situation, and more so in a democracy. So it is expected, actually, that uh, in a democracy, people will protest and they will challenge the state. Um, and as I say, um, there is a serious game in terms of the headlines. But on a more economic and technical level, uh, investors are not disinvesting from the country because of the crisis. In fact, some investors may see this an opportunity to uh, accelerate their efforts uh, so that when the returns emerge in the near future, um, that that has to benefit. Now, Tepo, what can our government do to allay these fears? Um, I think uh, the starting point is to be sincere uh, uh, to those people who lost uh, families who lost their businesses um, and who has lost who have lost their jobs as a result of of the crisis and to be sincere and honest um, because it is in the honesty that you can actually um, buy the spirit of the nation it is not through money that you can buy the spirit of the nation uh, you can only buy trust by being honest and being consistent and you know in branding we talk about a brand being a promise fulfilled. So you would expect the leaders uh, in our country, both in business and in government especially, to say what they do, to fulfill exactly what they promise um, to people. The social uh, reliefs are welcomed. The business reliefs are welcomed uh, because they will assist businesses to to come back. And there's also um, a commitment that government will support Sasria in ensuring that the businesses that have suffered as a result of this are actually reinvested, you know, in the form of insurance or short-term insurance. So to take us forward, government needs to be honest and speak to people, and I think that we need to capitalize on the positive spirit that was shown by South Africans who said, "Let's try our best to rebuild this." together and you can see the movement around the country is that of helping and that of humility we are not yet a disaster in the bigger scheme of things that's it sadly there has also been some racial tension that has flared up and this certainly does harm to the notion of the rainbow nation doesn't it oh absolutely i mean the the, the, the question of uh, the racial uh, tensions uh, have, have always been around us uh, even before uh, this specific crisis. If you look at different environments in South Africa, there's always a pocket of people who are either uh, racially uneducated 
or they are depressed themselves and therefore are racist. Um, and those are pockets, and those are small pockets we have to see, that in the middle of tension, in the middle of frustration, people exhibit a certain types of behavior. But if you look at, on the whole, generally, you don't walk through a mall in South Africa and get attacked by a gun-wielding uh, civilian who is anti-a certain racial group black, white, or Indian. That's not how things work in this country. But in the middle of tensions, the opportunists, of course, uh, who are naturally probably uh, violent, uh, inclined towards violence, they will come out and the cameras will capture uh, their stories, creating an impression that we are now in the middle of a racial crisis in our country. I think that is concerning and that we must be concerned as a country, but uh, there must also be consequences and the law enforcement agencies must deal with those who display explicit forms of racism and racial tension. But as a nation, I think there is a spirit, there's a positive spirit, there's an opportunity to tell the world that we are still here and we're still open for business and we, that we love our country and South Africans in general really, really love this country. Tepo, your closing comments now to the nation tuning in right across our country. What would you like to say? I think uh, for every single one of us, we've got to be cautious of uh, the types of content that we share on social media, even including WhatsApp, because uh, very often people share information that is incorrect. They share videos um, that uh, are incorrect, which actually create an impression that there is an activity taking place, which actually doesn't take place, therefore placing more lives at risk. I think that uh, uh, South Africans need to avoid the myths about um, vaccinations and COVID-19 and in fact try by themselves to read more or uh, look at credible sources of news such as Lotus FM so that they can get more educated about um, the virus, the pandemic, vaccines and how vaccines really, really work. I think there's opportunity and then again uh, I reiterate that if you can try to assist a neighbor, try to assist a colleague uh, try to assist the guy on the street corner who may be hungry at any given point in time. Tsepo Matsepo, uh, Managing Director of the advisory firm Reputation First. Thank you very much for joining us, Lida, and uh, chatting to us this afternoon. And uh, God bless. Do stay safe and good luck with the vaccine. Blessings to you too and all the best to you.